For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. All right, hello everyone. How you doing today? Welcome back to the College Football Podcast. Okay, I got my guy here, Chad Clark. Uh, we are back with you, formerly the Big Ten Football Podcast. So we are back again um, for our second podcast. How was your weekend? My guy here was at Florida. Very rare is this ever going to happen. I'm probably not going to a game the rest of the year. I don't know if you are. But how often is it that we both went to a game against, you know, two teams they were kind of intriguing matchups and probably the two of the better games on on Saturday. So he went yeah, to Florida, was, Utah. How was it? It was, uh, I would say probably the in-stadium atmosphere was probably better than what I expected. You know, I've been, uh, I've been in the big house of Michigan, been to at least 15 or 20 games in Columbus, uh, you know, been out to South Bend for, you know, 10 plus games there. Um, and I'd say Florida's game day, experience was just okay but once you got in the stadium it was, it was pretty unreal um what do you mean the crowd just the crowd the atmosphere you know it's it's probably the loudest i've ever heard of stadium and that wow. includes nfl as well um you know it was it, it was probably better than i thought for sure okay that's great now you know i was at ohio state notre dame um my man, he was a Notre Dame fan. I'm going to take it easy on you because I came away very respected. A lot of respect for Notre Dame. I will say this. Um, I watched the TV version yesterday. Um, I, you know, I'm very tough on Ohio State fans. You know, I was at the Michigan State game last year, which was tough. They were up 49 nothing and a half. But, you know, I've been in that stadium where I've been very disappointed in the fans because they're very fickle. They don't get up and cheer as much. And I also think the shoe, I think the acoustics is not as good there because it was originally it was originally a horseshoe. But I don't think the acoustics work as well there as other places. But I listened to the TV version. I really thought, uh, and I stood the whole game. My whole section was up the whole game. Um, I I I think it was a you know a loud environment, and 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 I think the fans brought their A game. So I don't know if you saw any of it, but I thought the fans really brought their A game, and it was a great atmosphere. I watched the entire game on my phone. I probably missed maybe five or six plays. Ah, that's good. You know, which I, you know, I can, here's the thing. And I got a little bone to pick about college football um, going to a game. You know, I've, I have not been to a college, fo- big time college football game since uh, the Ohio State, Michigan. Um, what was that? 2017, 16 wow. or 17. Yeah. So that was, that was the last game I was at. And I think it was JT Bear when he when he was actually short, um, and they and they they gave him the first down that basically. And I think oh they, Michigan, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was the yeah, butt. Yeah. The butt, yeah, he got it by yeah. his butt. I was I I thought he was short, but anyways, um, so that was last that my last college football game. These TV timeouts are, I mean, they're three and a half minutes. You know, I'm I'm sitting right down where you know the guy comes out, he puts up the little sign, you know. What what made it nice was I didn't really have to miss too many of the either either the, either the games. You know, I was able to watch the you know the Florida Utah game in person. But then you know with all these timeouts and stuff, I was able to pretty much uh, watch the entire game, uh, the entire uh, Ohio State Notre Dame game. You know, and Wi Fi, uh, you know, that obviously helps nowadays too. So I couldn't um, get any reception. The shoe is just I had no reception. I I I tried the Wi Fi. I couldn't get anything. You know, I don't know. It's always like that. It's tough at the shoe. I don't know. It's like more people, 105,000. I don't know what it is. Or like Ohio State. I don't know. But I didn't have any reception. But, yeah, I mean, it is long. You really notice it when you're at home. It's so nice. You can flip between the games. I, I Exactly. Yeah. And, exactly. like, like I did miss that. Like, when I was at home, um, uh, when I was at home, I could have been flipping in the Utah game. So, I mean, I did went back and watched the extended highlights today. So, so, you know, so I could know who, you know, know more about it. I read all about it and I watched a lot of the other games. So, yeah. 
um, that was a great game you saw. So, um, but but I agree. It, it does when you're there. It lasts forever. It seems like. Yeah. yeah I had to go to the bathroom yeah. so bad, and I'm like, there's like literally like three minutes, like five minutes left to go in first half. I'm like, I'm not going. I'm not missing this. So I was like holding it. I'm like, oh, get this half over with. But yeah, I mean, I, I love going. Uh, the horseshoes, my you know, I put it on Facebook. It's my favorite place on earth. I love it. Uh, I love going there. It brings back so many memories. I've probably been, I don't know how many games I've gone to. I went to four years of college, and then my 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 first year out of college, I had season tickets. Um, and I've gone back a lot. So I've gone to so many games there. Just it's special to me, you know, when you're alumni, I don't know, something like that. It's very special to me. So I love going back because I had a great time. Um, the energy before the game was nuts, Clark. I've never seen that in my life because they had literally Ohio State had about 40 recruits there, and then on the sideline. I saw Joe Burrow, Ezekiel uh, Elliott, LeBron James, Bronny was there, um, Chase Young. It was like uh, it was like a who's who, and like they had like a whole like they were all in one area. And Ryan Day's dapping them up, and it, it it was like the atmosphere was just so insane for the kickoff. It was incredible. You you know I think this weekend was a uh, uh, you know what how great college football can actually be when you have these top matchups, you know, week after week and, you know, not to get ahead of things, but you know, these, this week's matchup, there was, there was five to probably five to seven games that, that really caught our eye last week. And, and you know, looking ahead to next week, there's maybe one or two, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I think maybe, you know, going to this 12, 12 game playoff potentially, and we don't have to get into that today, but I really think that's going to open up some things because teams won't be a, be so afraid to you know schedule the big dogs and maybe go in the SEC or you know go into the Big Ten and play, knowing that they could probably lose a game or two and still get in. But uh, um, you know, just huge matchups last week. You know, in uh, you know, it I was know a great first week. It was, sure. yeah, it was. You know, I know we're going to recap a few games here, um, but uh, yeah, wait, just, wait, wait, just let me just say this first. Um, the reason why I love college football is you know, and I know it's big time because I'm a Ohio State fan. The other reason I like college football is I love the wackiness. On on the first full day of college football, you saw a team win seven to three with two x two two pointers and a field goal, and you saw the Appalachian State uh, North Carolina game score like sixty points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean it just like the I loved insanity of college football. I just you know and and I'm not a hater. Like I you know of course I'm watching Ohio State. I like watching SEC. But I'll watch anybody. Like, I just enjoy it. Like, I enjoy the wackiness of college football. I mean, it, 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 it's just so – you don't know what you're going to see on a Saturday. Now, you get your blue bloods and the great matchups when Alabama plays Auburn or, or Ohio State, Notre Dame, or, you know, like, like you love those matchups. But on top of that, all the wackiness that happens week to week, it's incredible. It just That's what I love about it. Yeah, it's – and, uh, you know, we saw it uh, – I think we saw it the first – the first couple of games Thursday night, yes, and, uh, and then last night with uh, with the LSU, um, Florida you know, State, Florida State, that game. was crazy. It was, it was crazy as well. So yeah, it was Thursday night. You had and then Friday night there was a couple of good ones, and then Saturday all day Saturday, and then and then Sunday night, and then right now Clemson's playing. So, anyways, all right. So guys, in this episode of the podcast, we will break down both games. We went to plus I got. My top 10, we'll go over the Heisman odds and our, our game picks for next week. Somebody on here went 3-0, and so nice work by him. All right, so, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I couldn't get a, a host. I, I couldn't get a, a guest to come on. No, oh, we're going to get – I will get on one next week. Anyways, so let's go with this. We're going to start with Ohio State Notre Dame. I got five thoughts. I'm going to share them with you, and I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay? So nope. – um, Oshu 21, Notre Dame 10. First off, you're a diehard Notre Dame fan. Were you disappointed? Were you mad? Were you content? Like, how did you, what, how did you feel about? I'm, I, I, I'm happy the way the defense played. Uh, probably, they, they probably played above average. They, the whole Ohio State 21 points, you know, um, seven at halftime. That's, that's phenomenal football, you know, from the defensive side. 
What I am a little upset about is we're going in the year probably 15 without a legitimate quarterback at Notre Dame. And, and this is becoming an issue. It's been since Brady Quinn that they've had a competent quarterback that, you know, and listen, I don't like to rip college kids. You know, they're 20, 21 years old. You know, they listen, they work hard. They put a lot of effort and time into it. But Buckner is not he's not going to get them to a national championship game. He's just not. Um, maybe if he was on a roster with Georgia, you know, in Alabama, he could he could get him there. But he's just OK. And he's a running quarterback that can't run. Well, so, I, I think I, I think it's it goes beyond just the quarter. I think it's a skill position. Well, it's outside. Yeah, the wide it's receivers, receivers and yeah. it's it's the running backs too, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just they're they're you know they're hitting that recruiting trail hard. I, I hope Freeman was out recruiting on Sunday. You know, I mean, he he got to hit these guys hard, and and you know we we've talked about this offline, coach. Is, is they have a great recruiting class coming in the next couple of years, but you better hope you can keep some of these skill guys. Well, because they had Ke- yeah, they had Keon Keeley, who was a five-star DN and he decommitted and then he was t- he was at the game on Saturday as Ohio State's guest. So yeah, he, that's the Tampa kid, right? Yeah, he he decommitted and then he came up for the on the Ohio State end. It's a little awkward. Um but and they have a couple others that are like there's rumors that they could decommit. So I mean we'll see. He's got a great class and the, the difference between him and Brian Kelly's classes it's a higher rating. Uh they're getting a higher caliber kid. So if you stack two or three of those down the road you would hope I came away impressed with Buckner, but I guess I came in with really low expectations, but he's not like a dude. Like they must like, be really like, low coach. <laughs> come on. Well, when you come in, I don't know. Like, like last year, let's just, I'm not trying to compare, but let's say CJ Stroud when he came in, like I went in, you know, and I was expecting him to struggle at times and he did, but I never lost faith because I knew how talented he was. So I don't know. I thought Buckner did all right. I just think that, you know, there isn't the outside players, but you're right. I mean, he's not like, I don't know. I guess I just accepted that that's what kind of quarterback pens they get. They're all kind of the same, like game manager types that they're good kids that, you know, can make occasional play, but they're more like there to manage the game. Am I right? Yeah. And listen, we'll look, we'll look back and we might look back in four or five weeks and say, man, Ohio State season defense is really, really, really good. I think it is. And, and you know, we just don't, we, listen, we don't know yet. You know, that's that's the thing about college football, right? You know, replacing, you know, you know, six, seven guys usually off off a of defense for an offense and, and, and then there's no preseason, there's no games. So you come in week one, you have this huge matchup. So, you know, we'll see. You guys go play Arkansas State. We go to we, we go play Marshall. You know, both should win those. Um, yeah, I, listen, am I upset? It's probably it's – it's about what I thought. I probably thought we would probably score at least seven to ten more points, and then I thought Ohio State would probably be around that that uh, 31 to 35. Mark. Yeah, I so, thought it would be like a 38, 27. 20, 24, yeah, 20, yeah, something yeah. around in there. That's why I picked Notre Dame plus points. I mean, that was – I yeah. felt like – you know, which got a little hairy there. You know, Ohio State kind of took their foot off the gas that last possession. Um, they could have maybe scored again, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I was really mad at Day, honestly, Ryan Day, because, you know, um, he did somewhat in the, the first half, but he didn't, I don't think he committed the run enough. They were going too high safety. They didn't want to give up beat deep. And I think the run was there a little bit more. And it took him until like the mid third quarter or late fourth, early fourth quarter to really commit to it. You know, I thought Stroud. I thought Stroud missed some missed some passes he, he normally makes. I, 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 you know, what I think it is. I was listening to a guy today. I think it, it's like the chemistry thing. He had that. I, I I think a couple things. Number one, I think Alave and Wilson they missed. So I think we spit the jibba out. You know, I saw several times uh, the the Notre Dame they weren't getting separation. Number one, number two, like there was like miscommunication. Like he wanted them to curl here. And they're kind of curling out, and it was like a little bit of a miscommunication. Right before the half, before they missed the extra the field goal, he had Abuka wide open. If he completes that, he, he probably is going to score. He, he hit him behind. Now, I looked at the play like five times. He might have been thinking he was going to idle down, but Stroud was definitely off. He did not play a good first half. He played better in the second half, but it was not a Heisman-worthy game for sure. I thought off. he made some Heisman throws. He did. In the second half. He did in the second know, half. 
Yeah, he made some Heisman throws in the second half, and I think that's you know that. How crazy is this? The, the the second touchdown, uh, second touchdown he threw. Xavier Johnson's a walk on. They got all these star receivers, and they were down Jackson Smith, the Jibba, and Julian Fleming, and they they put this walk on out there who didn't get a lot of snaps, and he goes out and catches a touchdown pass. How crazy is that? They got hey. all these star receivers, and they get a walk on and catches it. Hey, Notre Dame's press wire receivers walk on too. Yeah, it was a great catch by that kid down the sideline. <laughs> He ain't gonna, oh. I mean, that's the thing. You're not, he's not gonna. I was gonna blown away him. by Mayor. Mayor is a baller. He's a oh, he's, first round pick. He's, he's a got top great, 10. he's a top 10 pick. I think. Well, but he's a dual guy. He can block. I'm not pass. saying he isn't. I'm difference. saying, like, you know, not everybody wants to take a tight end top 10, but he's probably top 20 for sure. Now, I don't disagree. I think he's a talented kid. I, I came away blown away by how good he was. Ohio State was putting their best corner on him and best safety on him sometimes, and he still would beat him. I mean, he, he's a good player. I, I told you uh, last week that I thought Notre Dame matched up with Ohio State as far as everything but the wide receivers and the quarterback. And now I could probably even throw the running backs in there too. I, I think Ohio State's running. Henderson's far far beyond better than anything Notre Dame has. So Well, another kid, know- Mayan Williams, ran really well too. Mayan yeah. ran hard. Yeah, he had third I mean, year. Ohio State's going to be tough to beat in that Big Ten. Um, yeah. You know, so. All right, so yeah, here's my five thoughts. Yeah. All right, five thoughts on the game. And then what you tell me, you agree, it's great. This is a game Ohio State would have lost a year ago. Disagree. You Ohio, think? Notre Dame was not ready to win this game. Okay. They were the not. reason why I said that was, to me, the second half was like, like, it was a physical game. And I saw Ohio State dominate the line of scrimmage. Offensively and defensively, Michael Hall, the 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 sophomore D lineman, he was a menace inside, and they really limited me. Notre Dame had over under 100 yards rushing, and then Ohio State really got the running game cranking up. So, Ryan, it was an ugly win, and you know last year the only way they won was by outscoring teams. So I came away impressed because it's like like a throwback win, like a different type of win, and they went with defense and running the ball late. And that's what I liked. Well, it's coach. It's hard for Notre Dame to run the ball when they got nine guys in the box because they they don't respect anybody on the outside. I mean, they're, they're I mean, in the game plan that Notre Dame showed, that's that was their game plan against Ohio State. There was they were never going to open it up. I mean, they're not. You know, I, I was listening to a guy last week. Um, he's a quarterback guru down here in the South. He said ninety five percent of the the universities now, every college team will basically run the same offense, except for maybe, you know, they're, they're all running that spread. It's all, they're just mixing it in a couple, couple different plays here or there, but it's yeah, all, I mean, the, it's it's all very the similar. It's like, it's all it's, similar. It's all ski. The scheme it, is like, so similar. It's like air raid mixed, mixed with West coast mixed, uh, mixed with other spread principles mixed with like air gun mixed with, like an inside zone, outside zone, counter tray. Yeah, it is very similar, you know. Um, the Georgia, the Georgia Tech Clemson game, it's on right now. They're both running the same offense. Three wide receivers, quarterback in the shotgun. Notre Dame, they weren't they didn't run anything near that on, on Saturday. They well, didn't. because you know, to be fair, their best player is the tight end. So they're trying to get him on flexed out and stuff. So anyways, I, you know, I I'm, here's the thing I'll say about Notre Dame is their, their line's pretty good. You know, Ohio State was able at times, they didn't get much pressure on them, but they were at least able to shut the run down. Their front seven was good. I mean, Tommy Eichenberg played really well at linebacker. All right, number two, Notre Dame's still a good team. I mean, we don't know yet, but I think they're probably a good team. I think they're, they're a good team. They're, they're a 9-10-1 football team probably. Well, you know, we got USC later in the season, which probably a bad thing, you know, I think as they as they get coached up and Williams keeps having, you know, he had a big game, big game on Saturday. Um, you know, Keller Williams, their new quarterback for USC, to transfer from Oklahoma. Um, yeah, I mean, nine ten win football team. We'll see, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I the the way how good they are up front on both fronts that I think at times they'll be able to play bully ball against some teams. You know, they got Clemson. Listen, that's going to – They're not Clemson, that's, that's a, but outside of Clemson. 
outside of Clemson, the rest of the teams they can play, even USC, they can play bully ball against USC. USC's yeah. defense stinks. Yeah. Okay. And so outside of Clemson, now Clemson, you know, Buckner needs to play his best game. He needs to come out, throw for 250, two touchdowns. You know, that's that's the game. But outside of that, I think they can play bully ball against a lot of other teams. Yeah. You know, I will say this. Watching the game on my phone, I never thought unless something fluky happened um, that Notre Dame was ever going to win that game. Really? I was scared to death at halftime. Yeah. I thought. You know why? Because last year, Oregon game was 14-7 at the half. And we're down 10-7. And I was, you know, I was just a little frustrated. And then first drive, second half, day goes three straight passes and then we punt. It was like. I don't know. I was frustrated. Notre Dame store. If they scored there, they could have made it yes. interesting. But what I knew once they couldn't. They once really it was 14 10, I thought there's no way they're going to come back down. But there was was, no, they couldn't score. If, if they could have extended it to 17 7, Ohio State might have panicked. You know, now the crowd's Turnover, nervous. Yeah, yeah I agree. Step pass, something crazy. But no, and I was. You know what's crazy? There were no turnovers. Yeah, I mean. I kept waiting for him. I'm like, there's always a turnover. Stroud would throw one or Buckner. It would be a fumble. There was nothing. There was a, it was a clean game from that end. Well, Notre Dame ran offense from 1995. I mean, that that was his, that game plan was as tightened up. And, but, I, mean, I think – I mean, Tommy Reese, I think that's – he just – that's what he thinks is the best thing for his team probably. And he's probably right. I mean, he's not – I don't think he – I'm not blaming him for it. I mean, you got to have the – what do we always say? It's the, you know, it's Jimmy's and the Joes, you know, and, and unfortunately yeah. – Unfortunately, the skill positions they don't have. It. But all right, yep, still a good team. Ten wins, nine wins. I could see. So I think that's pretty decent. Yeah. All right. Uh, third point: OSU defense is legit. I gotta, I gotta wait to see the see them play a better offensive team with with, with a with a legit college, uh, the new age college football offense. I here's what I'll say though. Um. They look they were, faster. They look bigger. They look faster. I well, here, here, here's the thing that I was encouraged about was they they did a couple of toss. They did some toss sweep. They did some stuff. They did some stuff that Oregon tried to do, and Ohio State was right there. Like they were like Ohio State was such an undisciplined team last year. They didn't gap. They had no gap responsibility, and this year they were actually in their right gaps. Like and they they were like swarming to the ball. Like it, it you know, and I know it's Notre Dame. We're not gonna know for a while, and they got Wisconsin in three weeks. We might not know until Michigan State, maybe Michigan, you know, how legit they are. But I think that there's a potential there because you know their D line's good. You know, they finally got a linebacker, Tommy I can bring. And here's the other thing is Jim Knowles on that first play, you know, that Siles get broke off. It was Josh Proctor missed a tackle. You know, after that, he only played four plays the rest of the game, game on defense. He benched him. Because he said that was bullcrap. You can't miss a tackle like that. And he played Lathan Ransom, who's a really good player, the rest of the way at that safety position. So, like, there's accountability there. And they didn't, they did this weird stuff last year, Clark, where they were rotating their back seven like crazy. They didn't do that. Their corners played the whole time. Most of their savings played the whole time. Their linebackers, you know, pretty much played the whole time. So, you know, I was encouraged. So I'm very encouraged by the defense. And I think they're only going to get better, honestly. So we'll see. I mean, it's hard to tell. Week one, Notre Dame. So we'll see going forward. Yes, you're not gonna you're not gonna get any anything out of Arkansas State. So no, I agree. All right, uh, Notre Dame will win ten or eleven games. So right uh, now, I, all right, 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 let's hear me out. I'm, okay, I'll give you ten. Okay, ten wins. Are we going over or under? I'm going under. I think nine and a half is probably legit. Over nine and a half. Okay. Now. Do you think nine and three? I think nine and three. You know, they still got to play Stanford. You know, Stanford could be improved this year. They still got some teams that, you know, eh, it could go either way with that offense. I mean, because listen, when you have an offense like that, you're playing games 17 to 20, 21, 24. I mean, you know, one play here or there is going to cause. I thought that could get better. Uh, He could. He could get worse, too. You know, when, when teams get a little film on him, you know, so. Um, you know, teams know their tendency. I, here's the thing: he's a, he's supposed to be running quarterback, and he couldn't. He can't run. <laughs> okay. Uh, OSU offense will be fine, and they'll get better. 
yeah, no, they got the they got the best quarterback in in college football, at least one of the top three, probably. So, um, you know, I think he probably needs to run a little bit more. You know, I, I agree. I, Several I times he could have stepped up and ran, and he did. Yeah, I just you know he didn't use really use his legs as much out as, as probably he can. Like he just doesn't. It's 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 bizarre. Yeah, and then obviously using your top wide out there, you know, the first possession, first second, first or second possession. Yeah, it's a hamstring. They think a couple weeks. So yeah. let him rest up, and and that will give him time to build up some relationship with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and um, Omeka Abuka. Yeah, and and listen, Ohio State has. Two, like you said, we talked about earlier, two solid running backs. Use them in, uh, you know, we'll see when they get to Wisconsin in a couple weeks, but they really don't have anything till then. So they got some time to, to work on work on that at all. Okay. All right, so 21 10. I'm very happy. We started 1-0. and Keep on. All right, let's go this. Right now, uh, 10.5 wins, Ohio State, you going over or under? Over. Over. Yep. What do you what do you think the odds are that Ohio State and Michigan both are like eleven and zero in that game? Uh, I'd say probably somewhere like thirty percent. I don't think Michigan's going to be all that great. Okay. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. See, I think they're going to roll with JJ McCarthy. They're going to start him this week against Hawaii. They're going to win eighty to nothing, and I think JJ McCarthy will will like he wants that dual threat guy. And uh, JJ McCarthy is pretty good, so we'll see. I think that's where Michigan's going to roll with. Yeah, so. but you know, we're not going to get much from Iowa this week from uh, or Hawaii. From yeah, them, so. yeah. You got to wait. All right, I got to go to your game, and, and and your game was so intriguing. It was probably the best game of the day, right? I mean, it came down the last 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 play there. Okay, so all right, so five points. First one, Florida is legit. Is Florida legit? Offense is legit. Defense is still a little sketchy. Um, they had a tough, you know, listen, listen, you, uh, Utah wants to run the football and, and they did. Right. So, um, you know, the quarterback had 70 plus yards running back had about 120, 130. Um, you know, they ran for over 250 yards, I want to say. So, and they, and listen, and Utah has two, t- two of the top, I think two of the top seven tight ends, you know, out there. So they, you know, they were, they mixed up the run, got the ball to the tight ends. You know, Florida's got to, they got to shore up that run defense a little bit. Um, offensively, yes, they are legit defense. They got some things to work on. Okay. All right. Uh, second point Utah shouldn't be counting out. Now, they, they went there, they competed. You know, they were right there, right? Too well coached, too well coached to, to, to count out. They're they they will be there. They'll be they'll, they'll be right there at the end. I still probably have them, probably a top top two team in the in the Pac-12. You know, um, obviously Oregon got boat raced by Georgia. Oh my god, um, we'll get to that. And uh, you know, USC. You know they, you know, they're right there. I mean, I think I think Utah. The way they run the football, they're they're kind of you know just one of those well disciplined. Um, you know they didn't turn it over until that last possession um you know it's just kind of a fluke fluke throw there honestly they probably should have won you know i mean they had the ball down to the four or five yard line i mean they they couldn't stop them i mean if, if they went out you think they make the playoffs or we're, we're, let me ask you this let's say you had hear me out a second let's say you had a 12 and one utah that won the rest of the games won the pack 12 okay on one hand and the other hand you had a like a uh, a twelve and one Georgia, or who just lost an SEC championship to Alabama, which one gets the four spot? Oh, it's not going to be Utah. It'd be Georgia, right? It'll be Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, listen, I think Utah probably drops a game. I mean, I can see them going ten and two. I mean, you know, I, F- Florida's Florida looked better, right? Um, how, how, how much better, I guess we'll see as the season goes on. Um, you know, why we'll did see. Dan Mullen, why did Dan Mullen want to play Anthony Richardson? Like, why did he, why did he play uh, Felipe Franks over Trask? I mean, he, yeah. he's kind of blundered the last two quarterback. Uh, I, that's a good point because Trask played really well for him. Trask almost won a Heisman. The, the very yeah. next year, yeah, he sat on the he sat on the bench behind. I just Frank. don't understand. Like I understand loyalty, but anybody who watched Anthony Richardson last year could have saw he was a difference maker. 
and then you start him against the probably one of the best defenses in the last yeah. 30 to 40 yeah. years. It was almost what like he was like, screw you, I'm going to start him against Georgia. And he struggles, yeah. and you're like, one of the best defenses we've seen in the last 10 years. And then you go, oh, I guess not. We'll go back to Emory Jones. I, I like Emory Jones. He's just not Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson's a different dude. Yeah, he is. He how, is. how good is he? Is he, is he a legit NFL player? He is. Uh, he could be the best player in college football this year. I know. He could win the Heisman. He could win the Heisman. I mean, he played within himself. That play he made on that two-point conversion where he that kind of whirl, he whirly bird it. I mean, I watched that uh, yesterday probably. I saw it ten times. times. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Um, that, that you know, that 50-yard run he had down the sidelines where he kind of ran, just ran out, ran everybody, juked the glass guy at the end. I mean, that that's a Heisman-type run. Um, you know, and listen, they got the big games. So, you know, he's going to be on the big stage here the next, you know, six, seven weeks. You know, they, they got probably one of the bigger games this weekend. Yeah, which we're is, get to which it. Is another, which is another night game. So he's going to have that opportunity. You know, he was very efficient uh, passing the football, um, you know, 17 to 24. He didn't throw for a lot of yards, but, you know, it was their game plan. Utah was well-disciplined, great defense. Um, you know, I, lo- I loved everything I saw at Anthony Richardson. I think, I think he's got a shot to, you know, if he keeps playing, if he plays the way he played on Saturday, he could be a top three pick. Well, that's what Dane Bugler said. Dane Bugler said he, he's got the potential because so he's big, he's fast, and he's got an arm. Okay, I, I agree. I mean, he he looks the part. I mean, they're going to be fascinating. You know, they got Kentucky this week. It's they beat Kentucky. There's going to be he play. You know, if they're going to have a good year. It's going to be back on his shoulders. It's going to be him going to throw for 200 yards, run for 100. He's going to be – I mean, he's just such a good player. You, you know, can't turn so, it over. You can't yeah. turn it over. Either. You yeah. can't put your your, your your defense in a bad situation. He, they're so dependent on him, I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like, he, like he, you know, but you're right. All right. The Pac-12 is, isn't debt, isn't good, and will struggle all year. Uh. True. I, I think that's been the case the last – I think that's been the case the last five years, maybe even ten. I yeah. mean, who are the who are the Pac-12 has really come out and, and you know, what Washington got to the Final Four that year. They got blown out. Um, you know, Oregon, I guess, with Mariota was probably the last time they've kind of – And you go back to where a real dominant phase was Pete Carroll's USC. I mean, that Coach, that was 20 years ago. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, and now USC and uh, they're jumping ship, and UCLA's jumping ship. Which UCLA is gonna? I told you they're gonna be eight and four, nine and three this year. Even if it's the same old, same old with them. I saw a picture of their game, UCLA's game. They had about they had about hundred fans there. I know. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen when you know they got you know they're they got teams coming in. You know they play Rutgers at home. You know <laughs> it's gonna be. Well, I, yeah, I, but I think you like maybe like if you play maybe at Rutgers, but if you play like even at Iowa, might travel out there. You might have Iowa's fans go out there. You never been out there? Oh yeah, I see a couple couple field goals, couple safeties. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, I, I yeah. So it, it is. If you look at like where they were with Pete Carroll and USC, and then right at the end of Pete Carroll, you had Chip Kelly and you in Oregon. And then Helflich stuck around a little bit. And then ever since then, you know, if you, you know, and the crazy thing is, you know, USC's got the right coach. And now they're leaving. So it's like, you know, it's, you know, I, I think Dan Lanning might be all right, but they looked really bad. Holy crap. We'll they look horrible. It, I mean, look, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, these teams are not good. And they haven't been good in a long time. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah. And in, in with this with this recruiting and, and, and being on TV and, and the NIL, these teams are not going to get any better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, look. Bryce Young, California kid, Alabama. CJ Stroud, California kid, Ohio State. And this happened. Those kids used to go to USC, UCLA, and they, they don't anymore. Yeah. So, yep. All right, last one on this, on the Florida game. Florida can win the SEC East. Can they win it? Can they beat Georgia? No, hell no. No, they can't do it. Okay. Def- defense isn't there yet. And I love what Billy Napier is going to do. You know, he is a disciplined football coach. 
he's old school. And, and I, and I like that, you know, um, read an article yesterday, you know, he, he basically came out and said, watch the tape. We were, we, we missed some assignments. We weren't as disciplined as we need to be. He's not out there just celebrating this, this win over a top 10, you know, a top 10 team. You know, he's going back to the back to the drawing board and getting ready for Kentucky. And, and I like that. You know, Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen last year would win a game 65 to 63 against Little Sisters before. And he's saying how great his team looked. And, oh, we're, 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 we're great. We're, we're just fine. Uh, you know, totally I, I different. I think the best thing ever happened to Billy Napier was he got fired as, as Clemson's OC. So he got humbled very young. And I think that maybe – you know, like Dan Muller never got that. He, he was like Urban's boy. And then, you know, I mean, like, like, I think that that humbled him. And he had to learn to grind and he went to say, and then he worked under Saban. And so, and he went to Louisville, like he went to Louisiana, I, you know, and, and it's been, the trend's been going away from, but I like head coaches that had head coaching experience. Like, like, and I know Dan Mullen did too, but I generally do like to, you know, get a guy that had head coach experience. And I, I know that like Kirby Smart did not, uh, Lincoln Riley did it. Ryan Day did it, but I think it it can be helpful. So how about how about, how about LSU had a guy right in their backyard, Billy Napier, and they picked the and they and they picked. Oh, uh, come, on, I, I, come on, Brian! You, you can't judge Brian Kelly after one after one game, buddy. He took over. They had thirty nine kids on the roster. The Ed Orgeron left him. The cupboard was bare. The kids didn't want to play for Ed. And I know he's having some trouble now. The kids didn't want to play for Ed. I don't understand. Why are you Notre Dame fans always hating on Brian Kelly? I don't get it. I never liked him. It's his, it's his You never liked him. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't think he'll be good there? Mm, we'll see. I don't know. Okay. I don't think I, – I honestly, I think he'll be middle of the pack SEC. This year, yeah. I mean, it, it, but oh, they – I think moving forward. I mean, I think I think too. The recruiting is it's starting to flip their way. They're getting some kids from Louisiana finally. I think I think he's going to eventually win a national championship there. I believe that. Oh, wow. He's won everywhere he's been. Ed Orgeron, Brian Kelly's the adult in the room. Ed Orgeron, everybody's like, yeah, he won a national championship. After that, he was a complete disaster. He was, like, firing, hiring coaches. He didn't interview and, you know, sleeping with random women all the time. I mean, he had some real issues there. I'm just saying. God bless like, him. Yeah. He wanted to have championship. I'm just saying, I think I think Brian Kelly's a good coach and they'll be fine. This first year might be a little rough because the roster was a mess. He had 39, they had 39 kids on the roster. They played that bowl game, Clark. It we'll was like see how, for you. We'll see how hungry he is later in his career. You know, this is not his, this is it. Like he's not going anywhere else. He's at LSU. He got the hundred million dollar contract, which He'll get that money. We'll see how. We'll see how committed he is to 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 recruiting year after year after year. When when you got George, when you're competing against Alabama and Georgia and Florida, and, you know, we'll see. That's yep. all I gotta say. Okay, all right. Let's get to the other games real quick. So you had yep. Georgia, forty nine, Oregon three. Woo! That was an, that was a butt whooping. Which we were both right on this. I mean, I thought it was going to be somewhere else. I thought it'd be money. like 38-17. I didn't think it'd be 49-3. <laughs> I mean. Georgia doesn't miss a beat. And you know what? We got to give Stenson Bennett credit. He is more than a game manager. He's a good player. He is a good player. He is. And, and I think I think he gets overlooked because of his stature. You know, and he's not really – he doesn't have the big arm. You know, he's not a super quick kid, even though he can get out and escape a little bit, right? So he's not he's not this statue back there that's going to, you know, get sacked six or seven times. He gets them in and out of plays, bad situations. Um, he is a hell of a quarterback. And I'll tell you what, if he wins another he wins another national championship, he's just not a hell of a quarterback. He's a college Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm impressed. And I think he can make some plays with his feet, too. He, he You know, he – not a step back there, you know. You talk about humble. You talk about humble. That's a kid that's been humble. Yeah. Well, it, you know, the, you know, Herb Street made a great point on game day. He said, "What we do as societies, we worry about the next NFL prospect, right? That's what we do now. So, like, we're like, oh, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, he's not an NFL prospect. So he's like a throwback. Like, 
I you know, I was at Ohio State. We wouldn't have shit Craig Clinton. He wasn't an NFL quarterback. Like that's happened over and over again throughout college football. It's just nowadays, you know, the top programs are getting those NFL type quarterbacks. So we look at it differently. Hey, speaking of Crenson, was he back with the with the with the two? I think he was. Teams? Oh yeah, that was incredible. They had yeah, they put cool. Trestle on on their shoulders. That was. I mean, it was it, all in all, it was a great night, man. You know, seeing that that made the night. Seeing Trestle, you know, and uh, that was really cool. They honored the 2002 Buckeyes national you know, team. I'm a huge Trestle fan. You know, obviously going to the same same uh, um, you know same university. And stuff yeah. And so. So I've always rooted for Jim Trussell, even though not being an Ohio State fan. He's just class guy, kind of got a raw deal. It was great to see him back on the field getting carried off, right? So that was, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really, really, really cool. So, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was awesome. They did it at the end of the first quarter. So, all right. Iowa, seven. South Dakota State, three. And, folks, they scored a two two-point conversions and a field goal. Think of that. The defense outscored the offense four to three. What is going on with Kirk Ferentz? He's got his, his son still on staff. I mean, the offense is still the years. offensive coordinator. I, I, the he's got to make a change. Nepotism. I mean, Iowa deserves better. Well, I were to say And that's not, even, that's not even North Dakota State, the, the powerhouse. This is South Dakota State. <laughs> I, I read a stat that going back to the, they started off seven and zero last year. It, it, Going back to the last six, five games, the Big Ten championship that they got boat raced off the field to uh, – because they were in the um, the Big Ten championship versus Michigan, correct? Yes. They won the West. They, yeah, and uh, they've scored like eight offensive touchdowns. I think they have more defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns than they do offensive touchdowns. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And then, um, um, yeah, it, it, it's so forget the kid's name. There was a receiver who transferred from Iowa to Purdue, and they said he got more targets in the Purdue game, Purdue Penn State game, than he did all last year at Iowa. Kid wants to just go play the and get the ball thrown to him, right? If you're a receiver, a quarterback, why would you ever go to Iowa? Like, you know, they had a they had some guys he developed over the years, but they haven't developed anybody with a quarterback in a while. And like they, you know, like it's crazy. Like if they had a competent offense, like you know, they, they it's nuts. It's it's crazy that you, if you think you did that against them, they got Iowa State this week. You know, yep. Minnesota coming down the road, Wisconsin. I mean, it's crazy. That quarterback had a, uh, I think a point one or one QBR or something like that. Yeah, he struggled. All right, now flip side. I watched some of this. North Carolina 63, Appalachian State 61. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, you know, I think I think North Carolina are what they thought they what they are. They're gonna be about a seven, seven and five. Six well, what and do you think five. of Mac Brown? He's been okay. And the hype came in there early. He hit some recruits. Everyone's like, oh yeah, but he's been about he's better than the guy before him. But he, he hasn't took him to the next level that some people thought he would. No, and I don't think he's going to either. And, uh, you know, it seems like he's still got the energy. You know, I see him after, you know, after the game, dancing around, and, and the team seems to love him. Listen, they had all those those probation um, issues. I mean, they had, you know, guys taking money before it was legal with the NILs. I mean, they're, they're, that, that program was in shambles, you know, um, when he took it over. So – you know, he's kind of stable to ship a little bit, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. What, what's North Carolina's expectations of football? If they know. win eight games, is it good? I, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, I, so, I agree. You know, but th- that's all I need to see out of them. You know, you give up 61 at Appalachian State. They probably should have probably should have won that football game. Um, you know, I think they were up two scores in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was back. It was crazy. Um, like when you talk about crazy college football, that was it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, last one, the one last night. Oh, we were man. Te- it, it, you and I were texting through this. Yes, so we- Florida State 24, LSU 23. I can – LSU fumbles the punt. Florida State gets it. Now, you could argue take three knees and kick a field goal, it's over. I like another touchdown, make it 14. But, you know, but they, they 
Number one, Brian Kelly left 40 seconds off the clock, which I don't understand why he did that without calling a timeout. You always you had three timeouts, you call them. And then they look like they look like they were trying to overload the one side. They look like they had brought a tackle tight end over and they're trying to quick pitch it. At the one, you don't quick pitch it. I just don't like a pitch there. Florida yeah. State fumbles it. And then that was like that was a great drive by Jaden Daniels and LSU. They went 99 plays, 99 yards. That was an incredible drive. And then they get the, they get the extra point blocked. Well, they had they had two. All right, so little backstory with with the yes, special. Yes, I know where you're coach. gonna go. So so Polian, which is you know the old GM from the Colts, Bill Polian's, uh, you know his son um, is Brian, the only right? Brian Polian is the only Notre Dame coach to follow uh, to follow Kelly to to LSU. They fumbled two punt returns. They had a personal foul on a kickoff. And they uh, had two kick blocks during the game. How you think you think Kelly's wishing he brought Polian with him now? Uh, but but Polian's uh, a well-respected special teams guy, though. Yeah, he's mediocre. He's mediocre. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what he didn't have. He didn't have his special. He didn't have his team ready to play yesterday, or they would have won that football. I game. cannot believe that. I, and usually, the pressure in college football, I never see him come off the edge. We say that in high school all the time. It was the, the wing on the side. Let him come through. You could you got to always let him go around out. He let him come cut right through. And, it like, he got his hand. It, it, I can't remember the last time I seen a block that way. Usually it's pressure up front from a D-tackle gets his mud, his arm up. That was crazy. My I, personal opinion of, of these two teams, that they stink. I don't think they're – But, but I think that is, that's a much bigger win for Florida State than it would have been for LSU. They needed it for the program. Now they're going to go to Louisville. Louisville got boat raced by Syracuse. Syracuse yeah. They might be able to beat them. They Boston College. You know, they could start 4-0, 5-0, and that would be great. I think Norvell, I like Mark Novell, Mike Norvell. I hope he can turn around. If he gets to, like, 7-8 wins, he's going nowhere. And the quarterback played real well. Um, he did. That quarterback's good. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, th- I think – you know, if we if they go eight and four, that they be. I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, and like he he can stabilize the program. They they don't want to fire another coach and go through more churn. You know, they need a coach to be there five six years and develop something. Yeah, I think Willie Taggart just put them so far behind. I mean, and, and, and to be fair, Jimbo Fisher at the end got real weird and the recruiting fell off a little bit, and then yeah, Taggart Taggart struggled. So. Yeah, big win. You're right. Big win by Florida State. I don't think both teams are in it really that. Any, any, yeah, any, I, I any agree. Great. All right. So real quick, gambling corner. We we'll do this real quick. I did the Heisman odds. Now, Love wait. It. I didn't have your boy on there. I didn't see him on there. Did I? He's plus fourteen hundred. He actually went from, uh, I think it was he was plus four thousand. Uh, so a hundred dollar bet would be four thousand dollars for. Uh, um, for Anthony Richardson, he's plus fourteen or sixteen hundred, depending on what sports book you use. Yeah, I so used DraftKings. Okay, so yeah, I hit that. He basically was off the oh, damn near off the board at plus four thousand to plus fourteen hundred. Okay, so right now the Heisman favorites are, is Bryce Young at plus three hundred, CJ Stroud second at plus three fifty, which we got a long way to go. Caleb Williams plus six hundred, Anthony Richardson plus fourteen hundred, Seth Bennett plus eighteen hundred, and Will Anderson. Plus two thousand. So you got to throw a little cheddar on it. Which one are you picking, Richardson? I think that's the best. That's the best odds, and he's got a lot of big games. I don't think Bryce Young's going to win it. I don't think they're going to give it to him back to back years. Yeah, yeah, they, they're so tough the second year on him because I mean, you know they did Archie that, and everything. And they did that to Tebow. They did that to a lot of guys. Um, you know that wanted that. You know their sophomore sophomore year, and um, yeah, I don't think they're going to give the Stroud. Or young, I'm sorry. Stroud's got a, you know, he's going to have that big game at the end of the year against Michigan. That's probably going to get them into, the, you know, the Big Ten championship game. If not, you know, lock for the Final Four. Yeah, um, and he, next two weeks he's going to. There are a lot of games in the Big Ten. He's just going to put up big numbers on, and so he'll have all the numbers. It's just a matter of, you know, finishing strong against Michigan and and in the Big Ten championship. And, and we talked about it. Richardson's got some. He's got some big games too. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, remember the one year Lamar Jackson won it, right? And it's like eight and four, nine and three. Yeah. Or so like if that. they're like ten and two, and like Richardson's like out of this world, he could still win it. But generally, what it's been the last like what five, six, seven years is the best skill player on the best team, which I don't think is right. But that's what they've given it to. Like last year, 
You know, they gave it to Bryce Young year before um, the was a receiver from Alabama, right? Devontae Smith. Then he mm-hmm. went it. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So like they give it to generally the best skill, like Burrow won it. It's the best skill kid on the best team. I don't necessarily uh, agree with it. That's what they do. I think that la- that one that year Tebow won it. They he went they went eight and four. He they did, Heisman, and then he came back for the national championship with thirteen and zero, and he didn't get it. It's it's weird. Yeah, you're right. Um, but like, it's but like, it, yeah. Hey, I got to put up Bryce Young. They were the best team, or they were in the mix to be the best team. Devontae Smith. They won a national championship that year. Joe Burrow. They won it all. Now, probably the Kyle best Murray team did in fifty win years. It, but they were in the playoff race at least in eighteen. Baker Mayfield won it. They were in the playoff race. Lamar. Lamar was probably the last one. They were in the playoff race. But Derrick Henry, they were. Marcus Mariota, they went to the championship game. Um, so, yeah, it, it's they quarterbacks and receivers, right? Yeah. It's been, well, then running backs. Last running back to win it was uh, Derrick Henry. So, it's been pretty much quarterbacks. Your boy, Johnny Manziel. Man, Bama, what a powerhouse. It's, it's unreal. All right, here's my top ten. Let's go over my top ten. Here, I moved it around. I'm trying not to be a homer. My friend Brian Hauser called me out. So I put Bama one, Georgia two. A little more impressive than the Buckeyes. I put Ohio State three, Clemson four, which I'm about, I'm regretting right now because they're 0 0 against Georgia Tech. They're up 7 nothing. They're up 7 0. Georgia Tech yeah. sucks. Yeah. They're um, horrible. Michigan five, Notre Dame six, Texas AM mm-hmm. seven. So you didn't Michigan know. State. Hey, no, let's go. No, 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 no. Let's okay. go back. Let's go back. So you didn't know. You, you kept Notre Dame right where they were preseason, basically. I'm really impressed with them. I, I thought their line of scrimmage was good. Like, I, it's funny. I came away very impressed with your team. Like, I did. I was like, they went toe-to-toe with Ohio State. And and I was very, very impressed with them. And that's why I didn't move them down. I, 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 you think I'm crazy? I, yeah, I think that offense is terrible. I think they're going to struggle this year to score points. I guess I believe in – maybe I'm being a homer here. I believe in Ohio but, State's offense defense more than I do thinking that Notre Dame's a bad offense. Nah, yeah, I guess. Um, nah, Where would you have Notre Dame? Probably 11, 12. 11, okay. Yeah. I kept them there. I, it's hard. This yeah. thing's hard. I moved Michigan up. I, I just – I looked at the roster again. I watched – I know they – it didn't matter who they played. I looked at the roster again. I was like, Michigan's good. They got some dudes on offense. Like, Michigan could be really good this year. Yeah, they lost both coordinators, so I think that was a – I think that was a big, big deal. But they did look pretty good. Uh, I know that's I mean I'm not taking what you know they beat sisters of the poor. Yeah. Um Texas AM, I don't know about. I know you're not on the Michigan State bandwagon. I am at eight. I put Baylor at nine. Now we'll find out about Baylor a little bit this week. Well, who else did you have? Tell me who I else. Did, NC State looks shaky. Everybody's all over NC State. I can't have no, Utah there. I mean Yeah. I, I here's the thing. I do I do think in the coaches poll in the in the AP, I think Florida doesn't get above. 15, but I do like they beat a top 10 team. You put them so I put Florida to 10. I didn't have them ranked. I moved them to yeah. 10. Yeah, I like that. You know, um, you go out there, you it's know, they hard. listen, they that I, I can appreciate when schools go out and play the big dogs the first couple of weeks and not the cupcakes. And that's what Michigan's doing. So we're not going to see what Michigan is until week four or five. Um, you know, it, listen, Texas plays Alabama. Texas comes out and hangs with Bama. Then maybe they're a top ten team. I don't okay. see it happen. But oh, here you go. The AP just came. The AT, AP came out earlier. They have Bama one. They have Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Notre Dame five. They kept them at five. That's see? crazy. Texas A M six. They just moved Utah to seven. Michigan's eight. Oklahoma. That's another one I was thinking. Nine. This is last. This is last week's coach. That it has. That's not the new one. No, it is because it's showing records. They haven't. They haven't voted. They haven't voted. Oh, that's the CBS. I'm sorry. I have the CBS one. Yeah, yeah they haven't voted. Yeah, it'll come out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it'll come out tomorrow. So, anyway, no, other Notre Dame being a little too high, I could, I would still put them probably above Michigan State, um, and Baylor, uh, because I, I don't think those teams are very. I don't good, know what but... to think about Texas A&M, Michigan State, and Baylor. Those are the three. I don't know. Well, and then you're kind of getting the, you know, you know, I, I'll be honest with the other Clifford, you know, we we're, I think Penn State looked pretty good. 
you know, Clifford stinks, but the guy looks he's like uh, uh he's the Van Wilder of college football. Well, I, I said, you know, I said he was, he said he was like a B actor that you watch him and then all of a sudden he does something great and you're like, wow, like like he did nothing in the second half, threw the worst pick six I've ever seen in my life, and he goes out and wins the game. It, it, it's it, it's like like doing a line of coke. I mean, I don't know. Like he's such a wild ride. You don't well, know. I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa! I don't know anything about that. Coke. I'm just saying. I'm assuming that's what's like. Yeah. Family friendly that. show here. Sorry. Yeah, family friendly. Yeah. Have okay. He may have that one out. All right, here we go. Uh, pick him last week. You went three and zero. Yes, sir. I missed on Utah. I picked Utah. Uh, but yeah, we both picked Georgia to cover, and they did. And we both picked Notre Dame to keep it close, and they did. So I went two and one. You went went three and zero. Oh, nice work. Uh, I actually got somebody competent going against me last year. B way was horrible at this. <laughs> so uh, this week, here we go. We got it's a little lighter week. A little lighter it's, week. Th- we talk, I talked about that earlier earlier in the show. I mean, the the games went from awesome. To big time games, and I, we might see some decent games, but now this this week's late. You never know what you can see on a college football Saturday. I, I agree, but the Blue Bloods are not playing each other this week. Other than you there, know. you go, Florida in the swamp versus Kentucky. I'm gonna bet there's gonna be some NFL scouts there. See Anthony Richardson versus Will Levis. NFL scouts love Will Levis. He's competing that, that 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 pick. Who do you like? I like Florida. I like Florida the Swamp. Me too. You know? I just I, think uh, they're going to beat them. I, uh, no respect yeah. to Kentucky, who's been playing well the last couple of years. Yeah, they have. And, and, you know, Kentucky's been able to run the football, but they only had about 40 or 50 yards rushing against Miami, Ohio. Not good. They only ran for like two yards of carry. And, wow, I uh, didn't know that. Wow, good one. That game was tight at halftime. It was 10-10. Kentucky kicked the field goal at the end of, end of half. It was the 13-10 game at halftime, which I think for a MAC, that's 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 a win for a MAC team up against a you know a yeah. pretty decent SEC team. So yep. you know I uh, I like Florida in this one. It's probably going to be somewhere between that seven and ten point point game. It could come down to the last possession of the game where Florida punches in, goes up six or seven. Um, I like Florida. I like Florida to cover and win. Um, Me too. I think think Kentucky, uh, I think Kentucky takes a step back. Okay. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. I'll pick this one first. Oh, that's a tough one. It's Tennessee favored by seven. I'm going to, man, that's tough. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I think they keep it, you know, I think they wait, they keep it within a touchdown. Tennessee could win, but I think Pittsburgh keeps it within seven. You know, this is at, this is at Pittsburgh. Yes, it was first. I take Tennessee. Unfortunately, Pittsburgh really doesn't have a big home field advantage because they play it. They play it, you know. True. What used to be Hyde's Field, now it's a crew insurance that insurance company from Michigan or whatever that, whatever it's called. Um, man, I would. This is a tough game. This is a game I probably wouldn't play personally because I feel like, you know. I'm with I'm you. Going Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh. You know, take the points at home. They're still they're still a decent football team. You know, I think Heupel's got Tennessee playing a little bit better. Um, Hooker's not a bad bad quarterback. Um, I thought Pittsburgh should have lost that game to West Virginia. You know that that uh, that interception return for a touchdown was probably one of the worst interceptions I've seen. I mean, hit the guy right in the chest, in the hands, bounce back. You know, guy from. Pitt runs it back. It was crazy. Down. I agree. It was a lucky break. It, it, I mean, that's that was a very close game. It was. It, it, listen, it's a rivalry game. You know, Pittsburgh coming off a rivalry game. Here's the thing Pittsburgh getting 10 days off, you know, playing that game on a Thursday. That is a huge benefit. It's a huge benefit. Uh, you know, and, and, and I know they're going to be playing up seven point home dogs to a team that really hasn't did shit in about five or six, seven, 10 years. I mean, when's the last time Tennessee's done anything? It's been right. a while. Like they like the thing about it is is Josh Heupel last year they thought they'd fall on their face and be like three four win team and they went to a bowl and they won a bowl or I think they won a bowl or at least they went to a bowl and like people were like oh that was really impressive he did a nice job last year and people he's like they're like a trendy pick but I think with Florida being back probably to being good I think they will bounce Tennessee down again because I think well, Florida Florida's probably the second best team in the East behind Georgia 
So it's probably going to be Georgia, Florida, and then the third spot's going to be between Kentucky and Tennessee. Well, and they got Florida. Florida, Tennessee plays soon. Like, it's in the next week or two. It might not yeah. be the week after, but it might be, you know, in two weeks. How about Florida? Uh, they get Utah, and then they got to play Kentucky. And then they got to play – and then I think they got a cupcake, and then they come back and play Tennessee. I mean – Yeah, that's not, not easy. And, Coach, this is even their tough part of their schedule. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Baylor at BYU. This is a late one. 10.30 kick Eastern time. I don't know if what you and I will make it up for it. Baylor at – BYU, Baylor, BYU is favored by three and a half. I'll pick this one. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Baylor. I, you know, you know, I, I, I believe in my man Aranda and I think they're going to pull it off and win. I got, I got Baylor. Not so fast, my friend. Ah, I, I like, uh, I like BYU in this one. Uh, BYU, you know, they had a kind of a cupcake start. Um, absolutely dominated their game. Um, all 11 starters back on the defense for BYU. Defense wins this game. Um, I like BYU. I, I like BYU by a touchdown. BYU. Okay. All right, guys. All right. So, guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, any party shots, Clark? No, I, you know, let's, you know, we saw some great games last week. Hopefully, you know, we see the same this week. Hopefully, it's another 3 0 week, right? You know, that's a, you know, that's a, you know, I want to keep that, keep that going. Everybody always wants to hit about 75% of their games. Um, you know, 100, 100% is even better. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So, all right, thank you so much for listening. Uh, next week, guys, we're going to have a guest. I got some ideas. Um, I had a couple guests fall through. So, next week, we'll, we'll definitely bring back a guest. So, thanks again for listening. Again, final comments? All right. Go Bucks! Wake up the Echoes! <laughs>